In the past 17 years, Stephen Caps has made every mistake in business you could think of. He's learned the lessons the hard way. Get ready to learn from someone who's been there. Welcome to Pull Up and Thrive. From the brink of bankruptcy to debt-free and thriving, we'll talk about things like mistakes that business owners make that are guaranteed to give you heartburn, overcoming fear, who's running the business anyway. You'll learn, but we'll have some fun along the way. This is Pull Up and Thrive, and now, your host, Stephen Caps. Hello and welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're joining me today. If this is the first time that you're joining us and you're like, I want to see what this guy is all about. Well, I am Stephen Caps, and I help overwhelmed business owners overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, so they can have the life and business that they want. This show is all about you. What I want to communicate in every episode is how you can identify and overcome adversity in your life and business. The thing with adversity, the problem with adversity is it does not wear a name tag. Hey, I'm adversity. I'm glad to be here. Sometimes you don't know where the adversity is coming from. You just know that you're frustrated and stressed out. Customers are driving you crazy. Employees are driving you crazy. You work all week and you get nothing done. You're like, am I a firefighter? I mean, that is all I do. All week is put out fires. And I don't get anything done. So I'm going to have to work this weekend again to actually get the work done. And you're asking yourself, what is going on? And you fall into the trap that so many small business owners fall into is, I guess this is just how it is. Well, what we're going to do today is help you identify the adversity. Put your fingers on it. Because sometimes it's hard to really know the source of the pain. In this episode, we are going to tackle the seven mistakes business owners make that are guaranteed ways to give you heartburn. Is your medicine cabinet full of Rolaids? Are you popping Tums like they're candy? I hate heartburn. What's even worse than that is I hate not knowing what is causing it. Well, Proverbs 25.2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, and the glory of kings to search it out. So we're going to dig some things out in this episode. I'm going to give you the seven things that gave me heartburn. So by searching these things out and identifying them, we're going to work on the business a little bit today and not in it. What do you mean by that? Work on the business. If you're a tradesman and you're doing your craft, you're working in the business. If you are working on things to improve the business, you're working on the business. And that's what we're going to do today. So this is going to be like a workshop type. You'll need to get some paper out and take some notes. And if you're driving, please do not get out your pencil and paper. 
let someone else drive, and you you can take the notes. What we'll do in this and every episode of Pull Up and Thrive is give you the nuts and bolts of business. The very things that I did not have when I first started my business in 2003. What did I think having a business was? What did I think starting a business was? Well, you need a good logo and a business card. And then you work really hard and then one day it magically happens and everything works out. Well, after years of banging my head up against the wall, I realized it takes more than hard work and a good work ethic to be successful in business. See, three years into my business, I lost my wife to cancer and our largest customer all within a 10-month period. So I've been there. I've made mistakes, a lot of mistakes, but I've learned my lessons and most of them the hard way. So I want to help you not make the same mistakes that I made. So in these first several episodes, we're treating this like a trauma unit. Because the most important thing right now is getting the patient stable. If you were in a major serious car accident and you're rushed to the ER, the main goal of the doctors and nurses is to stabilize you. Get you patched up, not to lower your cholesterol. As these episodes progress, we'll take a deeper dive into these and other topics. So here we go. The seven mistakes business owners make that are guaranteed ways to give you heartburn. This is to help expose adversity so you can work on the business and not just in it. Do that over and over for a period of time and you will have the life and business that you want. So you'll have some homework to do. If you feel overwhelmed in your business right now and you're always fighting fires and it feels like you'll never get out of it, if you start doing the things that we teach on Pull Up and Thrive, you could start seeing results in a matter of months. And if you do them over a long period of time, you could see a major, major change in your business. If you do smart things every day for a year, your business will look totally different next year at this time. But number one, small business owners don't know their numbers. This is a huge mistake, but very, very common. So when you don't know your numbers, you don't know how much you you should charge. You base your pricing on your uh, competitors or what you think that people are willing to pay. But you have to know your numbers. There is the only thing worse than living paycheck to paycheck in your life is living paycheck to paycheck in your business. You started your business to have more time and to work less and to spend more time with your family. But now you work more, make less, and have less time with your family. So you have to know your numbers. What is your break-even point? Or let me put it another way, how much revenue or how much in sales do you need to do every month to break even? If you don't know that, hey, don't feel bad. It's not a problem. 
There was a day who didn't know the answer to that question either. Well, how do you find that out? Real simple. Whip out a piece of paper and just write down all of your monthly expenses. Your rent, your insurance, your phone. If you, um, I'm talking about in the business. Uh, workman's comp, payroll, office supplies, cell phones, whatever expenses that you have in the business. Write all that down. So now you know, all right, this is our baseline. This is what it costs us to operate per month. Then you look at what you're charging. You know, what is your hourly rate? So if you take the total hours that you work in the business and you would divide that into your total expenses, that gives you an hourly cost. So find out that hourly cost and then you'll be able to see all right, are my expenses out of line? Is that why we're working and living paycheck to paycheck? Or are we not charging enough? It's usually a combination of the two. Business owners don't know their numbers. Then number two, they don't have systems. Now in business, whenever you hear the word systems, I know that whenever I did, it sounds big and scary and really advanced. But really, all that it means is this is how we do business. As an example, we have a custom gate business where we build and install custom driveway gates. Someone needs service, which would require a service call. We have a form that we fill out. You take all of the customer's information, and then we have a pricing chart based on the mileage from our shop to their gate. And there's a certain price for that. So that's a system. And so what you want to do is take a piece of paper or a Google Docs or Excel or whatever you like to use and get everything that's in your head out on paper. So, you know, take your five or six big things and just get those out of your head. Now, we install our gates on people's property. Well, for years, everything was in my head, and only I knew the information. So if any of our guys were going out to a job, they would call me. What is the address? What is the customer's number? Do you have a map? Can you give me directions? And just on and on and on. So, so I would get 50 phone calls a day. So we started making job folders. Everything related to that job is in there. We have the customer's name, address, email address. We have a drawing of the gate. We have a checklist for everything needed for the job. We have a map and the directions to the customer's property. And we have a final checklist. So something as simple as a checklist is a system. Now, Michael Gerber in his book, The E-Myth, says you create a system, then you hire people who want to run the systems, and the system runs your business. Create a system to where you need to hire someone who just has a good work ethic because you can train skill. Create simple, easy systems that are duplicatable. Then you hire someone that has a good work ethic 
and they can run the systems, which leads us into number three. They hire the wrong people. I have hired more of the wrong people than I have the right ones. And that's the God's honest truth. Because what happens is that you get busy and you need help. Oh, I need help and you need a job. So you're hired. Now, sometime back, I was at Tractor Supply to go and get some nuts and bolts or whatever I needed. And there was a guy at the counter filling out an application. And I was like, oh, you need a job? You're hired. So he met me back at the shop and he started working. Well, he only lasted about three days. We hire the wrong people and then we're disillusioned whenever they don't work out. So a number four, we don't delegate. Do you do everything yourself or think I'm the only one that can do this or I'm the only one that can do this right? Well, if you do, you're not alone, but you're not the only person that can do your job. Not unless you're Michelangelo. Delegation is multiplication. Whenever we can get things off of our plate and have someone else do them, we just multiplied our time because the task is getting done and I'm able to do only the things that I can do. So as the business owner, you want to get to the point to where you're doing only the things that you can do. Because my problem was I was trying to do everything. I got tired of hiring the wrong people. So I just said, forget it. I'll do it. So now I'm doing everything. I'm putting in the receipts. I'm quoting all the jobs. I'm doing payroll. I'm picking up all of the, all of the office supplies. I'm doing everything. So this is very common where you have someone who is really talented and they don't want to delegate because I'm the only one that can do this. So what ends up is that you have a genius with a thousand helpers. And that is stressful because everyone that you have working for you is constantly asking you like a bunch of seagulls, like on Finding Nemo. Mine, 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 mine. And that'll drive you crazy. So when we do number three right and hire the right people and then we delegate, we want to delegate the outcome and not just delegate the task. So we'll, we'll dive more into delegation on another episode, but you have to get the menial tasks off of your plate. Hire a high school student that comes in after school. Hire someone part-time. Hire someone that can do these things evenings or weekends. Whatever it takes to get the things off of your plate so you can focus on the high-level things that only you can do. And number five, they're not driving their own business. I love road trips. Whenever I was a kid, we would go on a road trip from Oklahoma to Arizona. And I have a younger brother that's three years younger than me. And my mom would put a big ice chest in between us in the back seat so we wouldn't fight the whole way. But the thing with the road trip is the driver has to physically get in the seat, put the key in the ignition, start it, 
put it into gear and put his foot on the gas and drive the car. So in this example, we were driving from Oklahoma to Arizona. So it didn't matter who was driving, if my mom was driving or if my dad was driving, we were going to the same place. What business owners do is that they allow anyone and everyone to drive the business. They allow crazy customers to drive the business. They allow toxic employees to drive the business. They allow vendors to drive the business. Now, what I mean by that is that every time the phone rings and a squeaky wheel wants something, they jump on it and they do it right then. Or a customer calls you on the weekend or at night or whatever. You are allowing them to drive the business or you place an order with your vendor and the material was supposed to be in on Tuesday, but it doesn't show up until Friday. And rather than changing vendors, you allow the vendor to drive your business. You need to be driving the business. This is where we're going and this is how we are going to do it. And you drive the business. And number six, another way that is guaranteed to give a business owner heartburn They don't have self-awareness. I love how Gary Vaynerchuk says it without the cursing, of course. I wish I could take self-awareness and put it in a syringe and give people a shot of self-awareness. Knowing what you are good at and what you are not good at. I am not an organized guy. I am not a detail guy. I need to be aware of that so I can hire that out or delegate that. I should not be running the accounting because I'm not a detailed guy. I need to focus on only the things that I can do. And I need to have the self-awareness. All right, I'm a big picture guy. I see the big picture. I see where we're going. I see down the road five years. I'm good at that. I'm good at big picture stuff. I'm not good at the details. So I need to have the self-awareness and the humility to say, hey, I'm not good at that. I need to hire someone that's smarter than me. But what people do is that they're the craftsman and they want to start a business because they're the craftsman and they want to do their craft, but they're not a business guy. So they struggle forever because they're not a business guy. And that's okay. You hire someone that is the business guy and they run it and they schedule it, but it's your business and they run it and they drive it how you want to do it as a business owner, but they have the skill set to do it. And number seven, debt. Debt for me, is the number one thing that gave me heartburn. Go with me in your mind, if you would, back to, let's say, March or so of 2020, when we first realized that COVID-19 was a real thing. There were two things that I was thankful for. One was that we had no debt, and two, we had cash. There's been multiple times that I've been in a slow time and I knew if we had debt, we would be toast. Whenever you make the decision to go into debt as a business, you always focus on the upside and never the downside. Debt 
adds risk, period. Before I lost my wife to cancer in 2006, we're trucking along, up and to the right. As long as everything continued, we looked awesome. I mean, we were in debt up to our eyeballs, but we looked good doing it. We had the new truck. We had few equipment notes and Atlanta credit for a material that we serviced our big uh, customer with that we would never lose. You know, it's sort of like the variety act of this guy spinning all the plates on the little stick. As long as you keep the plates going, everything's good. Not a problem. Then life happens. My wife, who worked with me in the business, was diagnosed with stage three ovarian cancer in 2005. And then we have a big customer that makes major changes to a product which required us to take on short-term loans to purchase more equipment. And everything is building, 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 and my wife dies. And it all blows up in my face. And I get remarried to my wife, Sarah, in like 10 months. She comes along just in time to see everything crash down around me. And the only advice that I was getting from people was, you need more debt. Well, you need to get debt to pay off the other debt so you can just have one easy payment. That was when I discovered the saying, you can't get out of a hole by digging out the bottom. Dave Ramsey says that. See, friends of ours told us about Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, which is basically a program to live on a budget and it will get you out of debt. We went nuts. I mean, we worked extra jobs, had yard sales. I mean, we had like 10 yard sales, and that is not an exaggeration. Sarah and I both had a house whenever we got married, and so we had fleas in the house that I was in. So we pulled out the carpet, and someone bought the carpet at the yard sale. That was not the plan, but hey, we're getting out of debt. So we fought and clawed and agonized, and it took us two and a half years, but we made it. We have a debt-free business, and we're debt-free except our house. So don't believe the myth that you need debt. Well, you need debt for big jobs. You need a line of credit for a big jobs. Well, that goes back to number five, who's driving the business? I am driving the business, and we are not going to take on debt. We just did a job that was over $200,000, and we did not get a line of credit. We did not go into debt. The customer has to put money down, and then we get draws along the way because I'm driving this business, not the customer who doesn't want to put down money. Well, what if we lose the job? Well, what if you go out of business because you went in debt for the job and the customer doesn't pay? This is about longevity in your life and your business. This is about the future. This is about not making a quick buck. This is about not being stressed out all the time. Because whenever I found my butt in a sling and all my friends had great uh, suggestions on how I should do it, or I thought, well, I can get another loan. And I was like, hmm, I've been doing it my way for all this time. How is it working out for me? Uh, not too good. Let's go back to number five. Who's driving the business? We want you to be driving the business. 
Think about the business that you want to have. Write that down. Write, write, write down the two or three things that you're like, I would love to have a business like this. If you're listening to this podcast, we are going to lay out the steps to get there. This episode was to help you identify some of the adversity to where you can start working a little bit on them. In future episodes, we are going to take deep dives on each one of these subjects. Because how you grow your business is by working on the business. Because whenever you start to work on the business, things begin to change. Whenever I started working on the business and not just in it, we saw sales increase 40% in a year. Because I was able to delegate and get stuff off my plate. Because delegation, remember, is multiplication. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that we've identified some areas that you can improve and make changes so you can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. Do me a favor and share this with a friend that could use this. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Stephen Caps. You're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. Ain't that the truth? Till next time.